بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد الهادي الأمين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وبعد فالسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته This is the first of a four series uh, communication from the Fatwa Committee of the Muslim Judicial Council to our broader public. This morning, after a meeting with uh, state health officials and a number of our medical experts uh, from our community, um, a decision was taken by consensus of the members of the Fatwa Committee of the Muslim Judicial Council to suspend the congregational jama'a salah, the five daily salahs, for the next period till further notice. Please understand, this was a very, very difficult decision to make. Prior to this, we had to suspend the Jumu'ah Salah, uh, and we thought that it might be possible still to maintain the Jama'ah Salah uh, for reasons that will be unpacked uh, as we go along this uh, four-part uh, four series. We have decided to call for the suspension even of the Jama'ah Salah in the Masajid. Having called for that, we do not want the masjid to be completely bereft of activity during this time. The muaddin, the imam, a group of two or three people should still continue with the salah of jama'ah in the masjid. But members of the public, please do yourself a favor, do society a favor, do not come to the masjid during these times. Make your salah at home. The muaddins are instructed to add into the adhan after hayy ala salah, hayy ala al-falah, add the, uh, the words, ala sallu fil buyut or ala sallu fil rihal, one brief amendment to our previous statement. Up to now, we have suspended the Jumu'ah and we want to commend our community for having heeded that call. Most of the masajid, the 300 odd masajid, uh, he did that call, the vast majority he did that call, and Jumu'ah was not held. But Jumu'ah was held in a number of ad hoc locations of small groups of people. The small groups should remain small groups. Please do not invite others to attend. Four people, five people, six people within a family, that's more than sufficient. Do not call for bigger groups to come together. It defeats the purpose of what we are trying to do here. The purpose is to minimize any kind of contact. A hundred people is a risky figure, two hundred people is a risky figure, twenty people coming together is risky, even two people coming together poses a risk at its own level. So it is to minimize all kinds of uh, uh, potentials of this uh, virus spreading, therefore please minimize. Do not invite more than the required amount. For those who are having the ad hoc jumuas, by all means have it, but limit it to the, the absolute necessary numbers before concluding this segment. There's one important point to be raised since we are calling for the suspension of jama'ah. Brothers might be thinking that the reward that we normally attain for making salah in jama'ah will be lost. We want to assure, assure you that uh, if you make salah at home, but your heart burns and your intention is fully to have performed salah in jama'ah in the masjid, had you been able to, our fuqaha state that you get exactly the same reward. Even though you haven't been in the masjid, you get the same reward. I quote to you from uh, Kitab al-Ubab by uh, Abu al-Abbas al-Muzajjad, who says that, يَنَالُوا تَارِكُ الْجَمَاعَةِ لِعُذْرٍ أَصْلَ فَضْلِهَا إِنْ قَصَدَهَا لَهُلَ الْعُذْرِ That the person who does not make his salah in jama'ah on account of a valid excuse, he gets the same basic virtue of making salah in jama'ah if his intention was to have made, made it with jama'ah. 
We learn this from Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in a number of other instances as well. He was out with the Sahaba on an expedition and he says, in Medina Munawwara, there are men who are not with you right now. They're getting the same reward that you are getting. Why did they get the same reward? Because their hearts intended to have been with you. They are those men about whom the Quran says, تَوَلَّوْا وَأَعْيُنُهُمْ تَفِيضُ مِنَ الدَّمْعِ حَزَنًا أَلَّا يَجِدُوا مَا يُنْفِقُونَ They turn around and their eyes are flowing with tears that they do not have the money to spend to be able to go out in the path of Allah Ta'ala. So as long as your heart has a desire to have been in the masjid but circumstances prevent you from it, then you are getting the full reward as if you have been in the masjid. There will be, however, another reward added to it. You will have the, the, the reward of jama'ah, but added to it will be the reward for your responsibility in acting in the interest of the community and not just yourself. You have an extra reward added to the reward of fadilah, inshallah. May Allah ta'ala grant us all the love of salah with jama'ah as well as the reward for jama'ah, even though we do not happen to go to the masjid, and uh, the reward for taking responsibility for our actions towards our society, inshallah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. This is the second of four segments in our reach out to the community in explaining the reasons taken for this decision by consensus of the members of the Fatwa Committee of the Muslim Judicial Council to suspend Jama'a Salah along with Jumu'ah over the next period coming until further notice. First and foremost, we have to take note of the fact that uh, ground realities are changing all the time. The most recent statistics that have come to our notice in a meeting with the medical fraternity this morning uh, made us realize that we have very little choice but to make the decision and call for that suspension. I am not in a position, I'm not going to burden you with all of these statistics. I need to give only one statistic, only one important statistic. Uh, the doctors use a criterion for measuring the speed with which this virus spreads. And that is how long does it take a country to come to 100 infections? Um, you might think, if I have to ask you the question, which country came to 100 infections the fastest? You might be forgiven for thinking that it is Spain or China or, or Italy for that matter. It is none of those countries. The country that came the quickest to that figure is not South Africa for that matter either. It is Norway. But the country that took second fastest to get to that figure is our own South Africa. South Africa took 13 days to get to that figure. Norway took only 10 days to get to that figure. And if you look at the other countries that have reached that same figure, Japan took 33 days. The United States, which is one of the worst hit countries at this moment in time, took 42 days. Spain took 30, 32 days to get there. France took 37 days, Belgium took 32 days, the UK, which is very badly, took 35 days. We are second, the second fastest country. When this happens, the doctors say we have a limited period to take some very, very drastic action. So that's the first of our reasons why we understand that we have to take action. We cannot ignore the facts any longer. We have to take drastic action. Our drastic action comes in the form of suspending something very close to our hearts, the Jumu'ah, and the Salat al-Jama'ah. Jumu'ah and Jama'ah most certainly are duties upon a Muslim, either Sunnah or Fard Kifaya. In the case of Jumu'ah, Fard Ain upon a Muslim male. However, despite the status that it holds in Sharia, there are times and circumstances when our fuqaha, classical fuqaha, were prepared to suspend both Jumu'ah and the Salat al-Jama'ah. Our fuqaha state that an excuse 
for uh, the, for cancelling the wujub, cancelling the obligation of Jumu'ah Jama'ah can either be Aam or Khas. It's either a general excuse or it's a specific excuse that pertains only to a few people. General, it becomes general when it pertains to the entire society. So a general excuse such as what? Torrential rain. If there's torrential rain, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam instructed the Mu'adhin to say that Allah sallu fi rihal Do not come to the masjid, make your salah at home. The worst that a torrential rain would do, it might wash you away. It might uh, give you a cold. It might uh, drench you to your, uh, to your skin. And wind might uh, do something similar. The harms of corona infection go much, much beyond any of those things. The fuqaha have written, Imam Nawawi rahmatullahi alayhi has written in Rawdatul Talibin, amongst the excuses for not going to the Salatul Jama'ah, if you have bread baking in the oven, or food cooking on the pot, and you have no one to look after it, you don't go to the jama'ah, you look after that. If you fear for loss of limb, or life, or the use of a, of a limb, do not go to the Salatul Jama'ah. At this moment, the epidemic, the pandemic has reached a level that everyone is exposed to it. Everyone has exposed. By simply going to the masjid, it's not just a matter of you picking up the virus yourself. It's a matter of you thereafter passing it on to 14 other people just by your interactions with them. There is no way in which you can deny the fact that what the fuqaha stated in terms of the excuses for which Jumu and Jama'ah can be cancelled, those that uh, the, uh, an epidemic, a pandemic such as Corona is even bil awla. It applies a fortiori with greater strength in this case. I uh, want to state something in our history. Imam Ibn Hajar Asqalani, rahmatullahi alayhi, mentions in his book, Badlul Ma'oon Fi Fadli Ta'oon, something that happened in the year 833 in Cairo, um, where there was a plague, there was an epidemic, and people decided en masse to go out of the city into the uh, outlying desert and make dua together, stand in front of Allah Ta'ala, make dua, all of them together, for Allah Ta'ala to raise this plague, take it away. And there's no doubt that such a gathering should be meritorious. When people are making dua, asking Allah Ta'ala for uh, a plague such as this to be removed. Ibn Hajar comments upon it and he says that before this gathering here of everyone from every part of the city came into one place. Before this people were dying at the rate of 40 per day. After that people were dying at the rate of 1000 per day. It makes us understand how very, very important it is to practice social distancing. Just as the Sahaba anhu practiced in the, in the 18th year after the Hijrah with Amr ibn al-As anhu, when the plague of Amwar struck and he told everyone, disperse into the countryside, go high up into the hills, high up into the mountains, disperse, do not live together in one confined space in the towns or the, or the villages, disperse social distancing by another name. And within three days that plague, that plague was stopped. So uh, from history and from the manner in which our historians have recorded it and the manner in which they reacted to plagues such as this, we learn a lesson. And that is the importance of social distancing. We also wish to uh, request very respectfully of those who might take a different approach in this regard that they do not regard the, 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 the means adopted here of cancelling jama'ah, cancelling the jumu'ah, calling for people to stand far apart in the masajid or remain at home. Please do not regard this as perversions of the sharia, as corruptions and distortions of the sharia. These are abnormal times and abnormal times call for abnormal means. Please understand, please understand that your brothers who are taking these very, very difficult decisions, they come to them after a lot of heart-wrenching, soul-wrenching uh, thinking and deliberation. It is not to distort the Sharia, it is to preserve life, which is one of the primary objectives of our Sharia. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. This is the third 
of our four series segment in reaching out and communicating, communicating to the public on uh, the issue of the coronavirus and the decision taken by the Fatwa Committee of the Muslim Judicial Council by consensus to suspend the Jama'a Salah along with the Jumu'ah Salah. In this segment, we speak about some common misconceptions and sometimes objections that some members of our public have. The thing with this virus is that the ground realities were shifting and changing by the hour, not by the day, literally by the hour. And therefore, we've had almost three different positions that we have had to come up with thus far. Why is that so? Because when the ground realities change, the fatwa has to change according to it as well. And our deen uh, is, has enough latitude within itself to accommodate that. There are times when we look at things that are happening right now, and we ask ourselves, don't we have the requisite degree of tawakkul upon Allah Ta'ala? Don't we then trust Allah Ta'ala? Don't we believe that Allah will bring us through this unscathed? This makes us ask some very, very important questions around tawakkul. What is tawakkul? How do we conceive of tawakkul ala Allah? Our reliance that we place upon Allah Ta'ala. What is tawakkul? Does tawakkul mean that we place reliance upon Allah Ta'ala to such an extent that we do not adopt the means that Allah Ta'ala has created for achieving the same purposes? Tawakkul means that in your heart of hearts you believe that Allah is the sole doer of everything that happens. Allah Ta'ala is the only one that allows things to happen. Nothing can happen without the permission of Allah Ta'ala. Nothing can happen without the permission of Allah Ta'ala, but Allah Ta'ala has created a world of cause and effect. And in within that world, within that world of cause and effect, we have to make use of the causes that Allah Ta'ala has created in order for us to achieve the effects, the desired outcome. When you want to earn a living, we do not simply raise our hands and make dua and say, Allah Ta'ala give me. We go out and we earn that living. We are adopting the means. When we go home to our houses at night, what do we do? Do we leave our doors open and say that I trust that nothing will happen? Or do we adopt the means and lock the doors? Do we adopt the means and put alarm systems and burglar bars? Many of our brothers are saying in this crisis we should simply rely upon Allah Ta'ala. Well, then why do we not do the same in every other aspect of our lives? It goes further than that. It goes further to the extent that people, some of the advocates of making pure tawakkul ala Allah are actually known to advise individuals to get non-sharia compliant insurance upon their houses and their cars and it is said for the sake of darura it's a necessity we have to engage in a contract which contains both riba and qimar there's riba in there there's gambling in there as well but what choice do we have we have to insure our cars we have to insure our houses ulama are known to have given such fatawa to people Sometimes those very same ulama are telling us in the corona crisis, just rely, rely upon Allah Ta'ala. This brings to mind the incident where Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu anhu was traveling to Sham in the 18th year after the hijrah. We must understand the Muslims had entered Sham. They were victoriously moving through uh, that particular part of the Roman uh, Empire, winning battle after battle. Yarmouk had been won, so many of the other battles had been won. And then Allah Ta'ala struck them with a plague. The plague of Amwas in the year 18 after the Hijrah. Sayyidina Umar is on his way. And he gets news that a plague has broken out in Sham. And he is informed by Sayyidina Abdul Rahman ibn Awd that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, if you hear about a plague and you're on the outside, don't go in. And if you're on the inside, don't come out. He decides to turn around. Sayyidina Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah radiallahu anhu addresses him and says to him that, أَفِرَارًا مِّن قَدَرِ اللَّهِ يَا أَمِيرَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Are you fleeing from what Allah Ta'ala has predestined? 
And here comes the argument of tawakkul. Shouldn't you just depend upon Allah Ta'ala and say that my death is, is preordained. If I should die, I will, uh, I, I will die. I'll just continue. Um, there's nothing that I can avoid in this way. And look at the answer. Look at the answer. Sayyidina Umar turns around. He speaks to him. He says, before giving him the answer, he said, if only someone other than you had said that, if someone other, some uh, recent uh, person who's entered Islam, some junior sahabi, some tabi'i or the other had said, but you are Amin Hadil Ummah, you are the man of trust of this Ummah, you are one of the Ashara Mubashara, if only someone other than you had said this. Because when you say it, it carries weight. And in this, I wish to reach out to our seniors in our community, our seniors among our ulama. If only someone else had made that statement. We do not flee from the, from the predestination of Allah. We flee from the predestination of Allah to what Allah has predestined. There's no getting away from what Allah has predestined. But this is how our Nabi has instructed us. He told us, Do not simply leave your camel on the outside and walk away and say, Tie your camel and then you make tawakkul. Take the means and then you rely in terms of your iman upon Allah. When you get ill, when you have a heart attack, when you have any kind of illness, you go to the doctor and you adopt the means that has been created. In this case, the means is in front of you. There is a certain uh, system of conduct put out of social distancing, proven to work from the time of Amr ibn al-As and the Sahaba anhum in the Ta'un of Amwas up to the present day, where the medical fraternity tells us that we do not have uh, a cure yet. We do not have uh, a cure that can uh, vaccine, but we have a social vaccine. The Minister of Health mentioned it. We might not have a vaccine to cure uh, coronavirus infection right now, but we do have a social vaccine. It's a choice of how do we act. A choice to, to act in which manner? In a manner that brings about social distancing. That's all that is required. For that, for a limited period of time, we Muslims are being asked to suspend things that are certainly very close to our heart, but it is for a limited time. It is for good reasons. It is for understandable reasons. And the moment we win the fight against the spread of Corona, things will go back to normal again, in, inshallah. Um, we ask our brothers, we ask our brothers to understand, those who differ with us in this regard, we beg, we beseech, please be understanding, do not condemn. Realize that all of us have the same have the same concerns. We are trying to achieve the same outcomes. The means might differ, but at at times such as this, in times of severe crisis, the thing that keeps away the mercy of Allah Ta'ala most is when we begin to bicker and dispute amongst ourselves, which is happening in our community right now. Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam emerged from his house with one of the greatest ni'mas, one of the greatest ni'mas upon this ummah, not given to any previous ummah, the precise date of Laylatul Qadr. The precise date he was going to give it to the ummah and all of us would have known what is that great gift, precisely which night it is. He came out of the house, he found two of the sahaba, not even a great group of them, two of them disputing over a very mundane matter, an extremely mundane matter, but disputing. And immediately the rahmah of Allah Ta'ala is taken away. Till today we do not know the precise date of Laylatul Qadr. So at a time such as this, when we are differing, let's make every effort to differ with the dignity that the sharia requires of us. We might differ in this regard, but let us not slander one another. Let us not call each other the ugliest of names and label each other with the ugliest of epithets. This will keep away the rahmah of Allah Ta'ala at a time such as this. Another objection that is often raised is that 
Why should we close the masajid? When business is continuing as usual, you go to the taxi rank, you see no one is changing their conduct. You go to the malls, you see no one is changing their conduct. First and foremost, let me state that we do not learn from others. We learn from our sharia. We do not learn from others. We lead the way. We lead and show others how things are supposed to be done. We do not say if they are doing something that is harmful, we should also continue doing something which is harmful. The government has not yet enforced the type of draconian measures that countries such as China and South Korea enforce in order to contain this virus. They made a ruling of 100 persons expecting thereafter that communities will self-regulate. They expected it of the religious communities, Muslims as well as non-Muslims. They expecting it of the business community. And as we at the MJC have taken the lead in saying that suspend the, the Jumu'ah and now suspend the Jama'ah as well. Let our business community, our Muslim business community take the lead also and saying minimize our business activities or if you are able to do so, cancel it for that matter. The argument the argument that why should we close down when the nightclubs are not closing down? Why should we close down when the taxi ranks are not closing down? That argument is not a very, very mature argument. Most parents know the arguments. When they tell their parents study out, when they tell the children to study out, children say, why should I study when my friend so-and-so is not studying? And then what do we say? We are not responsible for that child. You are our child. You have to listen. So any parent who has had to admonish his child in this way will understand the futility of the argument. Why should we when they do not? In all probability at this moment, government is getting ready to enforce those same draconian measures because government realizes as much as we do that we were the second fastest country in the world to 100. And if drastic measures to flatten the curve of infection are not taken at this moment in time, there's a very limited opportunity. From the time that we reach 100, there's only about seven days and two or three of those seven days have passed already. We have to start taking those measures right now. Once the opportunity is lost, we will reach where Italy is right now. Yesterday, close to 700 people in Italy died. The day before it, almost 500 people died in Italy. If you go back four weeks ago, Italy had less infections than what we had. But Italy missed the vote. The opportunity to have acted drastically was before them. They could have acted. They did not act. Are we going to make the same mistake? Let us Muslims be the first to show the rest of the country how to self-regulate, how not to wait for government to tell us what to do, but to take the lead. And in our meeting with the health professionals this morning, uh, our uh, the, 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 one of the doctors who is a very high-placed official within the Department of Health mentioned to us how the non-Muslim doctors were commending him for the stance taken by the Muslim community in this regard. When other communities were dragging their feet, they took off their hats and gave a nod of appreciation to the Muslim community. As much as we have a mission in this country to set the 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 Sharia, the mission. The message of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in front of the rest of the, uh, of, of the country and show them what it is, our mission of da'wah, so too we have a social responsibility, which is part of our mission as Muslims to show that, to show that khayrun nas, as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the best of people is anfa'um lin nas, those who are of greatest benefit to mankind. Let's be those who are uh, of greatest benefit to mankind, according to what our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had said. The key word in this regard, before concluding this segment once again, is social distancing. Social distancing wherever we can. When we speak about social distancing, then we normally speak about, normally speak about it in terms of the masjid. I've already mentioned some of that. However, in this regard here, 
social distancing, not only in the masjid, everywhere else as well. Try to maintain as much distance between yourself and everyone else by doing what the doctors are begging us to do. Please just stay at home. Do not emerge from your house except for the most important things. Stay at home as much as you can. Protect yourself and protect your family. And protect society around you. Protect your neighbors, protect your co-workers by just staying at home. Isn't it ironic that at times when we are called upon to come to work, we try and look for every excuse not to come to work. And when we are being begged not to go to work, we are being begged to stay at home, then we force ourselves into society and say, why should I stay at home? Well, that's what man is like. That's the nature of insan. Let us not bring our base nature out at this time. Let's do our civil and our religious duty towards our deen, towards our rab, towards our country at the same time. Please stay at home for a limited time. Stay at home as much as possible. Do not emerge from your homes. There will be khayr. It has been proven time and again throughout history that social distancing is what works. Social distancing, when you think about salah, is spreading the stuffs apart. Well, where Jama'a Salah is going to be performed, that's what happens. We are calling for the suspension of the Jama'a Salah for the present moment as well. The suspension of that. So hopefully, the mas'ala of how far should you stand apart from one another should not be one that should plague us in uh, the way forward from this point onwards, inshallah.